Welcome to the C3 Calgary podcast. We're so grateful that you're a part of our family and we'd love to invite you to one of our services. To find locations, times, and more information about our church, visit our website at myc3church.ca or find us on Instagram. Enjoy the message. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks, Steve, for the introduction. Um, I've never done this before, and, uh, but, uh, I, and I'm, I'm kind of excited about what I'm going to share uh, because I want to share a prophetic forecast for 2023, uh, which means I reserve the right to be wrong as well. But um, according to Scripture, we see through a glass darkly. But I'm kind, of ex- I'm kind of seeing some themes and some patterns set up so uh, I thought to, I told the staff about the end of November, we don't want to cancel January 1st service. It's too important. It's, it's the first day of the year. So um, they said, what do you want to do? And I said, I think, I think we should like, have a prophetic forecast of the whole year. Little did I know that I'd be doing it. So here we are, and I want to wish everybody a happy new year. And uh, one of the reasons that we're not doing a, a live service today is because we want to give our staff and our team a little bit of a break. They work very hard, and um, many of them um, working like double and triple the time just to make sure that we have excellent services on Sunday. So we want them to have time to be with their families and to relax and um, just get charged up because we think there's a great year ahead. 2023 is not going to be a, uh, a difficult, uh, well, I shouldn't say that, it's, but I believe it's going to be a great year. So I want to share a few thoughts around that and uh, ask the Lord to just speak to us from his word today and help us to hear what the Spirit's saying to the churches. So let's get into it. Um, first of all, the, the theme for me all through Christmas had a lot to do with that Matthew chapter 1, verse 22, where, where, he's, where, where it says, all these things were written uh, to fulfill the Lord's message. So here's what I believe. Uh, I believe the Isaiah chapter 9, where the, of the increase of his government, there'll be no end. I believe that the government of Jesus is consistently growing on the earth. Um, I want us to be very, very careful this year that we don't walk by sight and not by faith. I honestly sense in my own heart that very much through the last two or three years, we have walked by and made decisions and, um, and made our goals and, and um, went about our activities based on what we've seen. But you know, there's a whole other agenda that's taking place. And we're meant to be those who walk by faith and not by sight. And therefore, I feel that the tide is rising. And maybe I can say this, um, even though I personally think many things are getting darker. I believe the light is getting brighter. And I want to pray at the end for a few things. Uh, specifically, the, um, the one thing I feel that's really important for us is we prepare. Um, so preparation is a pretty key part of 2023. The, the next thing for me is, b- besides preparation, I feel the word restoration is still on for us, is still on for me. Uh, we, we got the approval for a house to be built by the city, but, but you know, it's not, been, it's not manifest yet. 
Um, I believe that this is a year of impartation. That's very, very, very key for me. And it's also a year of activation. So why don't we begin by just talking about some things. And, um, and I want to, first of all, say that um, one of the things that we shared on Christmas Eve was about the story that's unfolding around us. And, and there is really only one story in the entire world, and that's the story of Jesus. And we need to see ourselves as being a part in that. Why is that? Because according to Revelation chapter uh, 11 and verse 15, this is where we're at, you and I. It says that the whole world has now become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he'll reign forever and ever. Um, let me read it from another version from the ESV, because that's what's taking place on the earth. His, in, his government is increasing, and his kingdom is expanding, and we need to be able to see that. From the ESV, it says, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. That's what's going on in the world right now. So, so we want to be part of that, and we don't want to miss our part in that. Um, <clears throat> Um, as long as we have breath at C3 Calgary, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be partnering with the kingdom of God to establish his purpose on the earth. In light of what we see as we look around us, there's a, there's a lot of reasons to rejoice. Uh, presently, we see some real disturbing trends that give us reason to uh, rise up with, with faith in our hearts. It looks to me like there are all of these things that are taking place around us, and there's many things that they're like a spider web. They're all interconnected. Not isolated events or philosophies or events, but these things didn't occur in a vacuum, and most importantly, the world's response to the things that are taking place revealed the condition of, of the souls of humanity. When you add to that the emerging globalism, if you're like me, uh, you'll agree that we are only one existential crisis away from one world government. That's, that's charging towards us. Uh, a one world religion and a one world currency. Uh, all this at a time when our culture has never been more anti-biblical uh, in our beliefs and eroding the religious liberties across our nation, in our schools, and across the land. The unprecedented spiritual famine is causing a massive spiritual hunger in the hearts of people. Therefore, I'm prophesying and predicting there's going to be a great revival. I'm not sure if it's this year, but I know that we're, we need to prepare for that. I'm very distressed at the massive number of Christians that are abandoning their faith and the extreme persecution of the church globally. One, one missiologist told me, uh, a couple of weeks back, that there's never been in the history of the world more persecution against Christians and churches and biblical values. Uh, th there's never been more beheadings. There's never been more um, uh, burnings, uh, burning at the uh, imprisonment of Christians around the world, but we're not getting that message. So I'm just saying that the days are getting dark, therefore the light is getting lighter. Um, um, uh, there's no, there, it's not a time for us to be retreating, but it's a time to live by conviction with the same faith of Joshua and Caleb who were undaunted by the giants and said, let's go forward, we can take the land. And in, jo in Joshua chapter 14, verse 1, Caleb says, I brought back a report according to my convictions. 
So that's what we're attempting today. I'm sharing some convictions, and we need to live based on convictions more than conveniences or cultural comfort. We're not helpless, and our world is not hopeless because Jesus Christ is building his church. And it's our move, and it's our time to stand up and speak up and preach and pray like, our conviction, like the convictions within our hearts demand. You and I are more than conquerors. In Ezekiel, God would take the prophet to a place in a scene of unprecedented evil in about chapter 9. And he commissioned him to do something in that time of darkness to become a watchman. We are those people today. We will do that. We will preach and we'll pray according to the word of God that's alive within our hearts. When Pastor Phil was here uh, this fall, he prophesied about a revival among the youth. I'm here to stand with that conviction and I see that taking place every week uh, within our church. I, I, I feel that there's going to be more and more freedom as well within our services as we focus on discipleship week to week and day to day. I encourage us, while you look around and, and our eyes are looking, listening to all these different news sources and Twitter feeds and, and media feeds, I encourage us to not be discouraged if, because it looks dark, because you and I are the light of the world. We just need to flip the switch. There's three things that I feel are really, really important for us. Um, <clears throat> the one thing, when I began praying about this the end of November, uh, I kept getting the same word over and over and over again, and that's the word impartation. Now, let me just say about the preparation thing. I feel like our house and our life has been a little bit a, a, a prophetic picture of what's happening in the church because, because um, I think what's happening in families right now, I feel like families are being rebuilt, just like our home is being rebuilt, our family is being rebuilt, our church is being rebuilt, the nation feels like it's pulling apart, but you and I as the church need to be rebuilding it. One of the strategic parts in that, one of the strategic parts, is that we need to be aware of the power of impartation, of the laying on of hands and the commissioning of men and women into their worlds and the stirring up of gifts within them. Secondly, um, I personally believe that at the fall, Adam did not lose his authority. He lost his identity. And I believe this year is another year for identity to be restored within the hearts of men and women. And I, and I see a lot of people disconnecting from things and they're, and they're kind of wandering around in wildernesses. And we need to be a place where we're welcoming people in. And I love that we get so many compliments on being friendly and welcoming. Let's keep that up in our services, please. And um, the last thing, other than identity being restored, the other thing that's really important, is our unity. It's critical that you and I are in unity. Psalm 103 says how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It's like the oil that ran down on, on Aaron's head and down onto his beard. The increase of anointing and impartation and identity is the result of, of unity. And I feel like alignment and agreement are so powerful for us. How, how are we going to do that? Well, I think that first of all, so there's preparation and impartation. I think this restoration that's going to continue for all of us is very, very important. I feel like authority is being restored. That's another thing that's being restored. So even though 
that, that people have lost, uh, couldn't understand, and I feel that's the trickle, couldn't quite understand who they were, what their identity was. When that gets restored, authority will get restored. It's not that it's been removed, but it's they wake up to who they are in Christ. And then they're aware of, ah, I've got a part to play in this great commission. I believe that vision is being restored, that we, we truly have only seen in part. And I think as we looked around us, we've not been asking the Lord to open our spiritual eyes. I feel that vision is going to be restored in 2023, as well as provision. I'm holding on for the double portion uh, of Isaiah chapter 60, and I'll talk about that in a minute. And in Isaiah chapter 58, the other thing that's being restored were ancient gates. And this is, comes from what I think is going to, to take place. Um, and, I, and I just want to sort of identify a couple of actions. And what I want to see, I want to see us doing, and I, can, and I can see it, but I'm just not quite sure how it's going to work. But I really would like to see us having more healing services. I'm not sure if they're right at the extension of Sunday or if they're a midweek or I don't know. But I feel that's part of it, restoring identity and impartation and authority and all of that is understanding that Jesus wants us healed and whole. And most of you know I'm on a healing journey. And uh, so I feel that's really important. Um, I wanted to, to, to mention about not just healing services, but worship services, but maybe not services, services, worship gatherings. And we just gather and we worship. And then watch what happens when we worship. I think that the restoration of the power of worship is part of our inheritance for 2023. And, and, and the other thing I think of how, how we're going to activate those, um, those preparation, restoration, impartation, activation is through strategic prayer times where we're calling out to the Lord together. And, and, and again, I'm not quite sure how that's going to work, but I just feel more and more that we have to pressing, be pressing in to the presence of God and, and gathering ourselves together to make something that has not been before. I'm just going to talk about that in just a second because um, I see, uh, I believe that as the light gets brighter, we're going to see and hear and feel. And I, and I mean that. I, I think see, hear, and feel that a tangible expression and experience of the presence of God. Um, I feel like the other thing, uh, I see more genuine and less pretend. I see less performance and more uh, abandonment. Uh, I see us gathering generations using authority, anointing, impartation, ministries. I see a hunger for intimacy and increasing. That's what happens as the light gets brighter. False gods get exposed, idols get exposed, false images get exposed, false humility gets exposed, uh, 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 all falseness and pretense, and fruitless branches, branches that were fruitless will be removed. There's a pruning taking place, I, I believe, in 2023. I see old systems, rusty, unproductive. Uh, as I was writing this, I could see these uh, old uh, flour mills that were just deteriorating and they're just grinding away and there's rusty um, gears going like this and, and they're no longer productive uh, they're, and they're being decommissioned and new ones are being restored. The old operating systems are being, are, are, are being um, released, let, let go, and we're letting go of the old thing and grabbing a hold of the new thing. 
Uh, so when revelation comes, I believe counterfeits get discarded. And so I really see this taking place. Um, in Isaiah chapter 50, uh, 43, I wonder what version I'll read that out. Uh, I'm going to take it over the ESV. In Isaiah chapter 53, sorry, 43, and verse 19. First of all, I'll just share that, um, that word about that's the most, most looked up verse in all of 2022. And, and I think this actually is a bit of a, a door opener for us for this year. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, I'll help you, and I'll uphold you with my righteous right hand. Here's what, let's just start off with that. Fear not. I, the, honestly, the, one of the things that dispels fear more than anything else is being reminded that of the presence of God with us. Fear not, for I am with you. Don't be dismayed, for I am your God. New revelation of who God is for us, the nature and character and the names of God. I will strengthen you. That's coming. I will help you and I'll uphold you. This is taking place right now. Uh, verse 43 in chapter 43 says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Behold, the Lord's always doing new things. And, but we kind of like some of the old things. Uh, as I get older, I'm liking old things. But he, in, in uh, the tr Passion Translation, it says, I'm going to do things unheard of. Do you not perceive them? In verse 43, sorry, uh, chapter 43 and verse 3, I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants, and they will spring up. And it feels to me and in me and around me that that's exactly what's taking place. It's not so much a new thing. It, it's it's a, a, a new breed of people. That's rising up. So I see that taking place. Isaiah chapter 6, he says, Arise and shine. This is a command. Arise and shine. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. That's what we have to look forward to. Um, for behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness, the people's, um, deep darkness, the people, but, but the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear upon you. This is what uh, Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 14 says, says the same thing. So let me prophesy a new season of pray, prayers, a new, a new season of watchmen, a new season of warriors. And, and here's what I think is happening among the warriors is the old armor is not going to work anymore. I see armor being changed. I see counterfeit armor of Saul being exchanged for the armor, this next generation, the Davidic armor was the thing that he knew that was most comfortable with when giants came, and that wasn't Saul's armor. I see new armor for new warriors, to, that, and that's coming. Um, and, 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 the, 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 and, and honestly, the next part of that is I expect that the faceless, nameless uh, uh, young Davids that have been living in obscurity that are out in the pasture, it feels like they're just kind of having fun looking after the sheep. A time is coming where they're going to be invited into the king's presence, and because of that, they are going to be taking down giants. These Davids are still rising in the land. New warriors with new armor. And lastly, I think that there's going to be a revelation of the gates and gatekeepers. Psalm, Psalm chapter 84 and verse 10 says, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than dwell in the tents of wicked, of the wicked. Genesis 22, when God was about to bless Abraham, he mentioned a significant gate. He said, I will bless you and your seed shall possess the gates of the enemy. Most of you know we're a gate church. We, we represent 
the gateway, the western gate on the way into the city, I think this is the year of revelation of gates and gatekeepers, and your seed, our seed, will possess the gates of the enemies. Come on. Uh, The word is seed, your seed. It's singular. Who possesses the gates of the enemy of death and of hell? His name is Jesus. He reminded us in John chapter 10, he said, I am the gate. There's only one way. The centrality of Christ for us is uncompromised, and we're committed to that as a body. We are to possess what Jesus possessed for us. Uh, The word gate can mean entrance, portal, or doorway. And with the battering ram of the word of God, the revelation of Jesus, and the spirit of God, I just want to declare that these gates, it's time for those gates to be open. Uh, In in, uh, Psalm 110, it says, we enter his gates with thanksgiving. And uh, in Acts chapter 7, it was Stephen that said, Behold, I see the heavens open. In Revelation chapter 4, after these things, behold, a door was standing open to heaven, and a trumpet sound said, Come on up here. John's 80 years old, the revelator. He's meditating on the Lord's day. And, and what happens? He, 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 he hears the sound of a trumpet. He sees the invitation. I think this could be a picture of the rapture of the church. But nevertheless, it's a portal and an opening and a gateway. I believe gates and gatekeepers. This, this is a season for them. The parallel passage is Genesis chapter 28. And when, when Jacob was on the run and he said, this is none other than the house of God. The house of God will become greater and that it'll become the gateway and the portal for access into heaven. I'm believing for a visitation in 2023. And last we're told in Isaiah that we call the gates praise, sacrifice, thanksgiving, unity, Psalm 133, in being together in unity. And lastly, Psalm chapter 24, lift up your heads, O ye gates, that the King of glory may come in. <clears throat> I'm hoping that you will believe with me for a greater manifestation of the presence of God this year. Uh, I'm so happy that 2022 is behind us and I'm so excited about 2023. Friends, we need to be preparing. The preparation needs to be underway. We need to be aware that the restoration is still taking place. That impartation and activation are on the way. Why? Because I believe for a visitation in 2022. Can I pray for us just now? Father, I know that there's always an opportunity for us to be part of what you're doing. Lord, I ask that as we are uh, expecting new wine in 2023, that we would be willing to let go of the old wineskin. Lord, I thank you what you're doing not so much around us, but what you're doing in us. I know what you're doing in me. There's a massive transformation taking place in me. There's a rebuilding and a restructuring of our family, our family home. And I believe that parallels this home and the church of Jesus Christ in Calgary. And I want to be part of that. So Father, I want to pray for anybody that's feeling anxious about the year ahead. I want to pray for great peace and great hope. Lord, I want to be part of what you're doing on the earth. So, Lord, I pray your blessing upon everyone as as we gather together. May we be expecting brand new access into your presence. And I pray that 2023 will be a massive blessing 
for all those that are hearing this today. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. God bless you. And have a happy, happy new year. And we look forward to seeing you in church. God bless you. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out our C3 Calgary live stream on YouTube. If this message resonated with you and you'd like to give to our church, you can do so on our website at myc3church.ca. See you next week.